Well, I believe that people are drawn together because they have complementary core patterns. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, they're going to trigger your stuff. You're going to trigger their stuff. And ideally, you're both going to work on it because ultimately change can't happen outside of you unless mm-hmm. something shifts internally. Mm-hmm. But again, most of us will project on the other person. Like, you know, things are going wrong as soon as you say to the other person, you should be doing this. You never do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Let's Not Sugarcoat It podcast, a podcast about the real, raw and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Alex and Bella. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, well, let's just get into it, ladies. Hello. (laughs) Back in studio, and we are welcoming back our beautiful and one and only Bonita Kate Hudson. Yes. Yes. She just got married, so it's no longer Summers. She took her husband's name, and we will talk about that in a bit. Uh, So Bonita's greatest desire is to help people to learn to hear and trust their own intuition, fall back in love with all aspects of themselves, and transform limiting beliefs and fears into motivation and creativity. Bonita helps individuals, entrepreneurs, and organizations unlock their inner strengths. She is a psychic life and business coach assisting clients to understand the subconscious pattern impacting their personal and professional decisions, as well as offering them strategies for success in the workplace and happiness. I'm going to take a breath. And connection (laughs) in their personal relationships. With a varied professional career, she is in a unique position to help entrepreneurs. She has been a journalist, a freelance writer, editor of a national business magazine, software developer, university administrator, and crisis counselor before she devoted herself full-time to being a coach. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back. <laughs> We're so excited we you're are back. So, yes. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, I just love hanging out with you. Oh, yeah, I love hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah, you always have so much wisdom and so yeah. much. Like you're, I would just love your energy. So, so excited to have you back. Thank you. Um, so, yes, you, you got married. Yeah. I got married. Yes, I <laughs> she just wanted to start it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. So do tell us because um, there's a lot of, you know, energy out here in Kelowna, positive, but there's also some weird, like I felt this year, some negativity, I would say, or negative energies um, creeping into my life um, from the beginning. And there's a lot of women who are either separated or divorced and, Mm -hmm. you know, coming out. And there is that fear of not being able to find somebody, being alone. And yeah, I feel like you found it. You know, like yeah. you, this is your second marriage, third, third marriage. Yes. <laughs> okay. So third is the, yeah, there's the, I thought I, there's like three loves, right? There's the, um, I read something that there's supposed to be your, um, come on, help I, me I out. got nothing. I'm like, tell <laughs> oh me my more. gosh, your, uh, not your last one is your twin flame. Yes. 
And I, I, I don't know if it has to be, you've got to get um, to your third one to get yeah. to Twin Flames. Some people are... Same person. Um, Same person. For some people, it's, it's earlier. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah but uh, you t- tell us, tell <laughs> us more. Tell us how it all happened. The magic sparks <laughs> and everything. Because, you know, we look at you before and now after the wedding, like there's just this vibration, like this yeah. happiness. There's an aura around you. Like I I can feel it. You totally. know, yeah, you come like in joy. here rolling. Yeah. Sexy and all <laughs> like, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, who is this lady? You know? So, yeah. Uh, well, I would say, and I do a lot of coaching on relationships and I think, you know, a lot of times people will come to me and they'll say, how do I find love? Mm-hmm. And I counter with what quality of love are you prepared to offer? Mm-hmm. And that always surprises people because our society has started to treat, or maybe has for a long time, treated relationships like a commodity. You go out shopping mm-hmm. for the right person um, and if a psychic says, are you going to meet Mr. Tall, Dark and Handsome? He'll be wearing a brown sweater and hanging out in the library. Well, that doesn't help if you meet that person and you haven't done the work mm-hmm. to be with them. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, to be open, vulnerable, open to a deep connection, open to receiving as well as giving. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of us who've you know gone through relationships that didn't work for us, it didn't always connect like that. So maybe you were a giver with somebody who took and didn't give back. Mm -hmm. And maybe your core pattern, if you were raised to be a caretaker, was to feel selfish for receiving energy. So subconsciously, you chose relationships with takers. Mm -hmm. Right. But you put two givers together, Mm. it's freaking amazing. (laughs) That's so nice. It is, yeah. It's so, like, it's interesting you say that question that you counter back because... The other day, I think, who was it? It was maybe Kareen I was having a conversation with. And she was talking about, you know, the idea of manifesting, the idea of wanting things in your life. But she was like, the question people don't ask, which sounds similar to what you are saying is, you know, I want these things. This is what I want to create. But also give me the tools I need to be in the place to receive that Mm -hmm. in this time in my life. Yeah, Yeah, because it's like, you know, so much of our lives is stealing against challenges that when things work out, <clears throat> we often don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my God, this is amazing. Now what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there is an internal process of being able to go, okay, it's, it's okay to feel this good. Mm-hmm. It's safe to feel this good. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So one of the exercises I often give my clients to do is I say, write down on a piece of paper all the qualities that you want in your perfect partner. Mm-hmm. And everybody's very keen to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I say, <laughs> now circle the qualities you need to work on in yourself. And they right. go, oh, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Become what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Because if you're vibrating at a low frequency, you know, why can't I find love? You're in a state of lack. Mm-hmm. And what you focus on, you get more of. You get more lack. Yeah. So it's only when you've done enough work to really love and accept yourself um, and work through any patterns that would um, disallow for a deep connection, do you start to vibrate at a higher frequency? Because at a low frequency, you're just going to meet other people in lack and you're going to feed on each other like vampires mm-hmm. until there's nothing left. You'll be miserable and move on to the next person. Yeah. Right. If you're at a high frequency, you're at a place of going, I love myself. I love my life. I am freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And somebody comes along and says, I'm awesome too. Let's be awesome together. <laughs> yeah. And there's this lovely dance. And that's not to say that people don't still bring their insecurities and their patterns mm-hmm. into a relationship, but they know how to work on them. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between looking at your partner and saying, can you just stop 
doing that <clears throat> so I don't have to feel this. Yeah. And instead going, oh, when you do that, it brings this up for me that, yay, now I get to look at it and work with it because now I can see it because there's certain things we can't work on on our own. Mm -hmm. We need somebody to trigger our stuff so we can see it. And so if both people are doing that and trying to be aware if they trigger the other person how to hold space for that, Mm -hmm. then the bond continues to deepen. Yeah. Mm. So for me, I always felt like the perfect person for me is somebody who's working on themselves. Mm-hmm. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. Just somebody who's consciously every day working on who they are, being introspective. And when Tillman came along and you know, he describes himself as an intentional man. Mm-hmm. And right away I was like, oh, oh. let's hear more. <laughs> and you know, he he deliberately gets up every day and you know, together now we watch podcasts that inspire us and get us talking about, mm-hmm. you know, communication and also just on how can we be the best people we can be for ourselves, for each other, for our community, because for both of us. We're very united in wanting to serve our community. Mm -hmm. Service is number one. So when you take two people with a high aim, an aim that is beyond them as a couple, what they achieve together is greater than what they could do on their own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the chief things is when you're talking to people, when you're dating, what is their aim? Mm. Is their aim just sitting in the mundane? Hey, I just want to have a good time and... You know, I don't want to think about anything heavy. <clears throat> well, if if that's where you're at, that's great. You're mm-hmm. resonating with that person. If you want more, mm-hmm. you have to be more present with who you are. Don't wear masks. Don't play games. And look for those people who are more present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also try to look without judgment because I think a lot of times we come in with this shopping list of I'm looking for these things and the right person may not look like that. Mm-hmm. So are you open to being surprised? Are you open to being challenged? In our case, we were introduced by friends, God bless you, Gloria and Rodney, our <laughs> personal cupids, <laughs> who they knew each of us and they knew us for a long time and they felt we would be perfect for each other, mm-hmm. but they waited to introduce us till they felt we were both ready. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is I had, um, during COVID, I dated a little bit, but I was fairly isolated And I'd only just started dating again. And I was dating with a different way of dating. I decided to date a whole bunch of people at once. Mm -hmm. And to be very clear with them, I'm meeting a lot of people right now. I'm just getting to know people. I'm not even going to kiss anybody Mm -hmm. unless I feel that this is something that I want to develop further. And everybody was cool with it. Nobody pushed the line with me because I was upfront with what I was doing. So, you know, I'd go for coffee or go for a meal and get to meet people And I was doing it not to meet the one, but to learn about any patterns I still had to work through Mm -hmm. around relationship. Mm -hmm. So as I'm learning, I'm having these experiences. I dated for a couple of weeks and then I get a message from Rodney and Gloria. Hey, you want to go on a blind date? I'm thinking, heck, what's one more? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Why not? So we meet for lunch, all of us. And after a few hours, they discreetly left and we (laughs) sat and talked till 830 at night. Yeah. And went out a few days later and we're sitting there looking across the table at each other going like, we're it for each other for life, right? Yeah, we just knew. And then a few days later, we went out to see a theater show and dinner and we come back and I was living on the West Side. 
-hmm. And Tillman was living close to the airport. And so he gets me back to his, and there's a terrible storm. Mm. And we knew there just, it would be foolhardy to try to get me home. Mm -hmm. So I stayed put. And after a few days when the roads became passable again, he said, I don't want you to feel like you have to stay. I'll I'll take you home. Why would I go there? You're not there. (laughs) So that was it. And Uh so we, yeah, we moved in and then, you know, we got married as soon as we could because we were so clear we were meant to be together that the sacredness of officially having that union was really important to us. Mm-hmm. It was part of our aim um, to create that sacred connection and to really be as one. Yeah. So anything we do, we always consider the other person mm-hmm. as we're doing those things. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. so amazing. <laughs> and and what, oh, sorry. Go. I was going to say <laughs> that um, I can totally, you know, relate in, in a, the working on ourselves. Uh, Lee and I have been going through, you know, a tough time with everything that was happening all summer and with my dad and everything like that. And we did lose a bit of our connection and what, what, how were we going to get it back? It wasn't so much couples counseling. It was going to be looking at ourselves and seeing, because we, we've done work together. We've done things, but we haven't really worked truly on ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, the, the higher vibration, the connection, um, I don't know. I feel like I'm on fire. I feel like, you know, we're elevating. I am meeting a lot of all the people that I need in my life right now are coming in my life. They're matching my vibration. Mm-hmm. I, I'm on fire right now. I feel <laughs> super happy and ready to go. Like I'm finding my purpose. I'm finally clear on, okay, what it is that I need to work on, on myself, um, him as well. And then how we communicate with each other and what we bring to the table. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, the last couple of, you know, months, even just weeks, I've been, I don't know, things are just lining up. Mm-hmm. Great, like yeah. you said, the vibrations and then you attract when you, I was in like a low state mm-hmm. for a while. You know, we all have our issues that we come to, mm-hmm. but there are issues. And if they yeah. don't know about them and we don't know why we're getting yeah, triggered. Then it's the pattern. Then like it's the yeah. pattern, right? Yeah. Well, I believe that people are drawn together because they have complementary core patterns. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, they're going to trigger your stuff. You're going to trigger their stuff. And ideally, you're both going to work on it because ultimately... Change can't happen outside of you unless mm-hmm. something shifts internally. Mm-hmm. But again, most of us will project on the other person. Like, you know, things are going wrong as soon as you say to the other person, you should be doing this. You never do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're not in a good place. Mm-hmm. So when, and, and this is how I work with couples, is I help them understand whether I'm working with them one-on-one or as a couple. Um, let's look at the patterns that drew you to each other and how you can work on them. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I think a lot of people fall in and out of relationships unconsciously. Mm -hmm. They don't know really how they got into them or really how they ended and why. But when you're consciously, I know I've chosen this person because we're working on our stuff and yay, now we get to do it together. Mm -hmm. How awesome is that? Um, There's the constant communication. There's the, hey, 
we need to reconnect right now. We need mm-hmm. to take a moment. Um, this is coming up for me or, you know, I see something's up for you. Do you want to talk about it? Sometimes people need to sit with their stuff and we mm-hmm. need to give them space for that. But to acknowledge that we see it mm-hmm. and we're there for them if they do need to share something, yeah. um, it's it's that caring for the other person and how they're doing. And I think if you've got a pattern that causes you to shut down and mm-hmm. push people away, that's a really important one to work on. Mm-hmm. And if you've been in relationships where your vulnerability wasn't well-received, yeah, it, it does take courage mm-hmm. to to let that wall down. Yeah, But I'll often say to people, if you're walking around with a wall, mm-hmm. you actually won't attract the right person because mm. the right person will come along and they'll be open and flowing and they'll go, oh, here's this lovely person, but but there's this wall. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve the wall mm-hmm. and I'm not going to disrespect them and try and get around the wall. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go look for other people who are open and flowing, mm-hmm. who will approach you, somebody who also has armor, and you'll both clang swords and armor with each yeah. other. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 And because they don't, they haven't opened up enough to care that they're pushing mm-hmm. against your wall. Yeah. Mm. So ultimately, whatever we want to receive in the world, we have to do the work to be open to mm-hmm. it. And being open and vulnerable doesn't mean you're in a dangerous position. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you're open to attack. It means you're more effective in your interactions. You can see what's happening, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's like um, when I took martial arts, um, if somebody's throwing the punch and punches and kicks, where do you think my arms are? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. not uh, up here. No, yeah. They're at my sides. Because mm-hmm. as soon as that person so much as moves a shoulder or a hip, I know high block, low block, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So when we're open, we're open to receiving, we're open to connecting, we see more, Mm -hmm. we interact better. And you get to the point where when you're with the right person, there's no need to defend Mm -hmm. because you know they've accepted you completely. You've accepted them completely. Mm -hmm. Right. And so whenever things come up, and of course they will, you're going to talk about it. Yeah. I do find that like men have a harder time to be open and and vulnerable because how we raise boys, right? So being vulnerable and emotional is not something that we teach our kids, our Mm -hmm. our boys. Um, So, you know, maybe there is a bit of a shift now. There's a little bit more understanding, but, you know, our generation and earlier generation, you know, you're supposed to be tough. You're supposed to not cry. You don't talk about your feelings. You are the provider and that's it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tapping into that vulnerability is harder for men. Um, It takes a lot more courage for them to actually look in because, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it is, it's, it's scary, right? Because there is that core belief, this is not okay. This is not safe because you're going to get bullied. You're going to be called names, Mm -hmm. you know, you're weak or or whatever. And and I hate to say it, but you know, women will say, oh, I want a sensitive man. And then they get one and he's talking about his feelings and he gets shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So it's so important that both people are keeping the other safe. It's one of the reasons why I do take issue with, you know, there's so much emphasis on protecting women from being bullied and and hurt and abused. Mm-hmm. Men get that too. A lot of my clients are men. Yeah. And I've had them sit in front of me and cry and go through so much of their own pain because they know they're in an environment where it's totally safe and they're not going to be judged and they're mm-hmm. not going to be seen mm-hmm. as weak. In fact, I think it's extremely courageous of men mm-hmm. to show their feelings. 
Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so I think it's just as much our responsibility as women yeah. to caretake the males in our lives the same way they take mm-hmm. care of us. So when our sons are hurting, to encourage them to express those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, when our partners are in pain or struggling with something, to completely support that. You know, boys who don't cry don't laugh much either. Mm-hmm. All their feelings get dumbed down. Right. You know? Yeah. You want a partner who's going to be completely present with you, who's going to laugh and cry and feel all the things. Yeah. You have to hold space for that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's just as much um, women have been trained that, oh, men are supposed to be tough and strong and be the rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of strength mm-hmm. when a man can be vulnerable. Yeah. And it's something I have the deepest respect for. Mm-hmm. And that man, when you're really connecting with him on all levels is going to blow your mind Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he's going to bring all of himself to the relationship. Yeah. And that's when you really do step into the sacred. I did a whole podcast series on my YouTube channel on sacred relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. And one word I use a lot is service. And it's something that, I don't know, that word's gotten a bad rap. Mm. But I really think when you get up in the morning and you look at your partner and you think, how can I make sure I've considered their needs today? I've done things, even if it's just little things that say, I've, I've thought of you, I see you, you're important, mm-hmm. you matter to me. If both people are doing that, it's incredible what you receive. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody once asked me, so how do you divide up chores? And it's like, well, something needs done, one of us does it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, if I'm away all day doing workshops or mm-hmm. events or whatever. I come home, the place is immaculate. Mm-hmm. You know, everything's done. Right. Um, vice versa. It's just whoever can get to things does First, them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, I know I came to see you and um, a piece of advice that you gave me or uh, not advice, I get a coaching moment of how my husband receives love and how I receive love. And mine was acts of service. Um, so, you know, when he came home, he tried to mow the lawn, but because he was, he's still away, you know, Monday to Friday, I didn't want him. I wanted to do it because I wanted to spend time with him. And he's like, no, you know, I want to do this for you because he wanted to show me the love, but I was getting agitated because I was like, well, no, but that's like time spent. I can do this because I'm home. And then, um, he's, he's got over it now. Now I can, I can mow the lawn because we had a chat about it Mm -hmm. because we communicated and then how he receives love is by touch. And I had a brunch, um, a business brunch on Sunday and, uh, he came, he, he always came, comes in when I'm doing something and he just wants to hold me, show his love Mm -hmm. before we chatted I was you know one of those "Eh," like you know I go stiff because I'm in the middle of you Mm -hmm. know doing something and he's coming in why is he coming in now but I shifted how I see him coming in Mm -hmm. to give me that love so yesterday he's like you know I know you're busy but I just want to thank you for allowing me to give you this love and you received it and he didn't Mm -hmm. feel that stiffness because I was like you know what if I don't cut that meat right now and yeah. my guests come, that's fine. I can cut it when my guests are here. Right, yeah. right. He wants to show me love mm-hmm. and I will 
gladly receive his love now. So mm-hmm. I'm becoming more of like a receiving touchy, touchy feely, wow. which I was never because like, you know, Polish people, <laughs> us Europeans were kind of harder and tougher. So that wasn't our love language. Saying words of affirmations and saying I love mm-hmm. you wasn't a, a part of our home environment and neither was like touch. Mm. So his needs were not being met because that wasn't how I showed love. And the funny thing is, we're usually attracted to the person who's showing the qualities we suppressed. Mm -hmm. We're drawn to our shadow. Mm -hmm. So when you first meet that person, it's like, oh, he really touches me. Oh, I really like that. Yeah. But once you marry or commit, familial patterns kick in. Mm -hmm. Whatever you grew up with, whatever you saw your parents doing. Yeah. And if you don't know that, you don't know how to work with that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think for me, one of the gifts of finding my soulmate so late in life, because I'm 60, Mm -hmm. is um, I'm at the age where I have for a number of years now been burying my friends. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a morose way of talking about it, but there's such a deep appreciation that, oh my God, I have this moment Mm -hmm. with this extraordinary man. He wants to hold me. Wow, I'm going to go for as many of those moments as I can have because I know how fleeting they are. Mm-hmm. Right. I know how quickly the world can change and relationships can shift because suddenly your partner is dealing with an illness mm-hmm. or maybe there's a loss in their life and they need more support at that moment or something else is going on. Every moment that they can be present and connect with you and you can be present is a gift. You know, most of us aren't actually alive. We're focused on the past or we're worried about the future. So we lose the moments. Mm -hmm. So mindfulness is really being present in the moment because what is life but a series of moments in which you are actually present. Mm -hmm. So when you're really present for that touch, present Mm -hmm. to offer love and support and to receive it, that is, that's the meat and bones of the marriage. Mm -hmm. That's it right there. Yeah. All the other stuff doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if everything falls away as long as you still have that connection. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's so precious. Yeah. And I think it's sad that for most of us, we're so busy in our 20s, you know, getting careers started, getting family started. We're so busy that we, we take for granted those moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's something really beautiful about finding love late in life because, you know, Mm-hmm. Just treasure every one of them. Yeah. Treasure everyone. And you've worked on all, a lot of patterns too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing, right? Um, so nobody's just going to come along and suddenly it's great. It, you know, I think it's really valuable to think of preparing for that relationship. Mm-hmm. If it's not in your life right now, who do you want to be when that person shows up? Mm-hmm. How do you want to love? What resistance do you have to receiving love? Mm-hmm. That's all stuff you can work on now. And that's Mm -hmm. why when you go out on dates or you go out with your friends, if somebody is being kind to you, can you let that in? Can you receive it? Are you thinking about how generous of heart you can be in the world? Are you participating in that give and take flow of energy? Mm -hmm. And if not, it's not a time to beat yourself up. It's a time to get curious. Mm -hmm. What core patterns do I have that say, you can't have this. Mm-hmm. Right. I I get it. I grew up with a British mom. 
You know, mm-hmm. um, you, you had to be careful if you hugged her because you might muss the makeup or the yeah. hair. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman and yeah. took great pride in her looks, but she wasn't a huggy, must yeah. up kind of mom. Mm-hmm. And dad was off and away working. So, you know, when you don't grow up with that warm connection, you think this is normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But really, the only real norm is what you create as a couple. Yeah. And if both people are standoffish and that works for them, who am I to say that's not mm-hmm. the right thing? <laughs> right, yeah. But the thing is, we are drawn to whatever we learned as a child to push down inside. So if as a little girl, you reached for hugs and didn't get them, mm-hmm. you took the part of you that needed that and tucked it away inside. Mm-hmm. And isn't it awesome that now it gets to come out and play? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but when our inner children first come yeah. up, they come up sad, mm-hmm. angry, scared, mm-hmm. ashamed. And what do we do with them? Like, oh my God, can you just leave till you can put a smile on your face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not very nice to our inner children. Yeah. So a lot of my work is helping people. I've actually developed techniques to go within, meet your inner children. Mm-hmm. But it's not about patting them on the head and saying, it's okay, you're safe, it's fine. Yeah. It's asking them, what do you need? Mm-hmm. What do you need me to know that I'm not seeing? They will communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And over time, they will also share their wisdom. They will share what got frozen at the age that the situation occurred that created the pattern. Mm -hmm. So you end up with more energy, more awareness. You make better decisions because there's more of you at the table weighing in. And when you move into relationship, there's more of you. And what's beautiful is some parts will integrate and become part of the adult. Mm -hmm. Some will stay children. Mm -hmm. I have this really goofy (laughs) five-year-old that comes out in my relationship with Tillman and he adores all aspects of me Mm -hmm. and we're goofy together. And it's just every day is there's so many belly laughs Mm -hmm. because we play so much. We're both hardworking people, very dedicated to what we do. We take very seriously our personal growth. Jeez, we laugh. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. so much fun. Every mm-hmm. day with him is fun. I never thought I'd meet that person that I could be with 24 seven and it still wouldn't be enough time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. That's so nice. And didn't you say too, like, um, you know, you went not long ago, June, I think, then you went to see your daughter and she really noticed that too, right? That he's really your person. Yeah. It was actually nice. quite funny because, um, bless her, she accepted Tillman right away because when we first got together, it was... Well, almost a year now, um, November 2nd was when we had that date and kind of looked at each other and went, we're it for each other, right? (laughs) Um, So she got a gift, you know, she sent a gift at Christmas for Tillman. And Mm -hmm. he said, that's so kind. And she looked and said, well, you seem kind of (laughs) permanent. And then in June, when we got there, he got the third degree, like, so why my mom? What made you fall in love with her? Like she wanted to really know him. And then we were watching the movie, I think it's called um, La Encanta. It's a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. And he's chatting away with my son-in-law, Andrew, and not really paying attention to the movie. And we're watching this. And all of a sudden he said, oh, that's so cool. That's that's a death rebirth scene. Mm. It's symbolizing the death rebirth cycle. And he perks up and we start talking about the deep symbology yeah. of the movie. And my daughter's looking at us probably thinking, okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> and check mom and yeah. Well, the first thing we bonded over um, was Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Mm. And it's, it's a heavy read. This is a psychologist who was put in the 
um, internment camps in Nazi Germany. And, um, or I know he's in one of the camps. I wasn't sure if it was Germany or not. Um, and his life's work was thrown away. And he then made being in the camp his study of how humans can be subjected to the worst possible circumstances and still have a choice as to how they respond to it. Mm -hmm. That was part of our conversation on our first day. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, one of my ways of weeding people out when I was dating was asking, what books do you read? Mm -hmm. Because if they don't read, they're not for me. If they're just reading fluffy stuff, they're probably not for me because they're not... Mm -hmm looking at the deeper things in life. Yeah. So those of us who've been told by other people, oh, you're too intense, oh, you're too deep. All you need to do is find another deep person in your yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's the thing is like when you ask you and you speak, you shall receive, right? right? What you put out there is who you yeah. attract. And it's, yeah, it's... Well, you're literally living in a quantum universe that's a manifestation of your own consciousness. So Bella, when you say, you know, I'm, we're moving into a high vibration. We're meeting all these high vibration people. Mm-hmm. You're meeting a reflection mm-hmm. of where you're at. Mm-hmm. It's why if you've you know gone on a beautiful date and you feel like you're falling in love, the whole world just seems mm-hmm. more beautiful. People seem nicer. Something goes wrong. Oh, it's no big deal. Yeah. But if you're having a bad day, you get up grumpy and everything seems to go wrong. Yeah. It, the world is a reflection of your consciousness. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean nothing should ever go wrong. It's more that when it does... I tend to look at things as, okay, I'm being given an opportunity to grow here. And, you know, Tillman and I have faced all kinds of interesting challenges this year. And it's been kind of amazing. We're like, oh, what's the universe throwing at us next? And all it's done is brought us closer together mm-hmm. and with the joy of knowing we don't face anything alone anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah, that's when Lee and I were out of sorts for a little bit. Um, again, time, distance, I don't believe distance make the heart go fonder. (laughs) I don't believe that maybe for, you know, a week or two, but not for two years. Um, yeah, now it's like when we're like when we're alone working our thing is, is good. But when we're together and we are like at our high vibrations, we're unstoppable. And we've had so many comments. We've met so many people the last few weekends where they're like, wow, you guys are a power couple. Like, wow, you know, and it's just good to hear that we're we've, we're doing the work on ourselves, but together we're better. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, together, I don't know, there's just an electricity. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, there's something where we, when we're in sync and we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. We're unstoppable. Unstoppable. Oh. I can't try that song. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and and so. I think, you know, people often, you know, use the term power couple. And I think it's it's taken on an unfortunate mm-hmm. definition in our society. The people with the money, the people with the cars and the clothes and all this stuff. And I And I think you and I share a similar view of it. Power is about empowerment, Mm -hmm. that a couple with a high aim brings other people up with them, Mm -hmm. supports other people to be their best. And in the work that you do with your podcast and your events is exactly what you're doing. You're giving other people a voice and a way to work on their own stuff Mm -hmm. and feel elevated and supported by that. And I think there's something really beautiful, you know, 
when Tillman and I have you know, sometimes, you know, we, we do have some things that we can't do together. Like I go and do events and he has some of the things that he does. Um, and when we come back together and we're talking about, oh, how good it felt to give, mm-hmm. it's a feel good for both of us because it's such a high vibration. Yeah. You know, and so that to me is is what power means is you're uniting to create something greater mm-hmm. than you are that then ripples out into the fabric of the universe and lifts other people up. It's like um, the term darshan um, in India. If you think about when people are around the Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. they're energy field is automatically brought to a higher vibration. That's Darshan. It's it's um, somebody with a very high field automatically lifting the fields of the people around them. Mm-hmm. It's like they say, you know, women who live together long enough, their menstrual cycles synchronize. People yeah. who live together long enough start to look like each other. It's Darshan. It's that your energy fields start to synchronize mm-hmm. and it ripples out into other things. So when you're working with such a high aim, and you're uniting in that together, you really do become as one. It's like this triangle effect of two mm-hmm. people coming to the same point above them. And it changes everything around you. And I think that's part of, I do believe we're going through an accelerated evolutionary process as humans. And part of that is looking for ways that we can lovingly support and elevate everybody around us. And a couple doing that together is so much more effective, mm-hmm. you know, because you are together bringing your energy to, together to create something greater than you are on your own. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. I'm hoping that we're, cards? I know she's like, she's all. <laughs> no, but wait, what? Oh yeah. I do want to do cards. And then at the end, will you also quickly tell us about your, how you also said that you did your own numbers, right? And your new name. Mm. As no, you get yes. your cards. Maybe I should yeah. talk about that now before I forget. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so numerology is something I play with a little bit. I do not claim to be a numerologist. It's not something I've been doing with clients. But over the years, um, it's always fascinated me because math is the universal language, mm-hmm. right? I, yeah. Everything is related to numbers. So your numbers carry a certain vibration. So I ran my numbers with my premarital name mm-hmm. <laughs> and then with my married name and I noticed it brought me up to a higher vibration I believe it brought me to a nine and it tends to be more of the vibration of somebody who's involved in healing mm-hmm. and I thought well that's very well, cool isn't that fitting yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so I, I think you know I once had somebody say to me well you know I feeling resistance about taking my husband's name and I said well let me run your numbers and when I ran her numbers, I said, I'll tell you why. Because if you take his name, your life will dramatically change. As soon as she took his name, they sold everything and moved to the East Coast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. and, but on some level, she sensed there would be a big change and she was resistant to it, as we often are. Because yeah. the ego consciousness goes, well, I don't know what that is. I don't know where that's going. It's the unknown. Let's not go there. Yeah. And that's the thing when you step into relationship. I'd say one of the biggest things is letting go of control. Mm-hmm. Surrender. Surrender to all the things that are going to change about you because Mm -hmm. of the influence that that person brings into your life. All the things, like, I notice one thing people say to me, because I have a strong masculine side. uh, They say, Benita, you're so soft Mm -hmm. since you ended up with Tillman. And it's true. Um, He very much steps into his masculine 
his very loving, protective aspect, Mm -hmm. which allows me to be very soft. Mm -hmm. He knows I can take care of myself. I've done it for many years on my own. Now I don't have to. Mm -hmm. We're there for each other. And it's something very beautiful about being able to embody the divine feminine mm-hmm. with a partner who embodies the divine masculine. Yeah. Nice. I, I do also have a very strong masculine side, but with the work that I'm doing, I'm allowing the feminine to take over because, well, take over, step forward, step in, I step <laughs> yeah. in a little bit um, because of my past relationship. And so we went back and did the work on why mm-hmm. the strong, independent, you know, I don't need nobody shows up is yes. because of, you know, my past. So I wasn't allowing that part of myself out. Mm-hmm. So I was harder. Mm-hmm. But now, you know, I am allowing like even, you know, the hugs and the touch. It's it's welcome. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I do feel protected when he holds me. And I do feel that side coming out and allowing you know, just to embrace it all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like I said, I'm a lot more, he's even noticed, you know, Mm, a lot more softer, not so, you know, don't tell me what to do. I got this. Right. Dr. Robert Holden calls that dysfunctional independence. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. I've been very guilty in the past because Uh. I, I actually think there's a point where if you've gone through say abusive or difficult relationships Mm -hmm. um, and maybe you've been codependent and you need to learn how to get out on your own, do your own thing. Mm -hmm. But then the next step in that evolution is to be able to be interdependent Mm -hmm. because otherwise you can be really rigid and I'm in control and I don't need anybody. Not to say everybody should end up with someone, but I think there's something really beautiful if the universe allows for that and you allow for that to have, whether it's friends or a partner, but to have somebody that you can let go with and let them mm-hmm. be there. And the thing is, that soft energy is strength in itself. Water will eventually wear down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we don't have to be um, hard to be strong. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I'm a water sign and Lee's a fire sign. And we always said too much water burns out the fire. Too much fire boils the water. Ooh, oh, yeah. That's deep. I like it. Yeah, so we are doing a dance. You want a warm hot tub. Yeah, (laughs) definitely warm hot tub. It reminds me on our our wedding day, we didn't see it. Hopefully Mm -hmm. it got caught on the footage. But apparently while we were, you know, getting married... A rabbit hopped by, and we're mm. both sign of the rabbit. Oh, the Chinese that's, so really that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. it's meant to be like little <laughs> signs, little of, signs of the of universe. universe. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I love this story. I love this conversation today. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Okay, so who's going first? I think I think you should. No, I think you're so okay. excited. She's, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I like doing card readings. Sure, I I'll do go too. First. Yeah. Is there anything particular you'd like me to focus in on? No. Okay. Just do your thing, Benita. All righty. Mm-hmm. And when I spread the cards, your subconscious tells me what cards to pick. They kind of jump out at me. Not literally, because that would be scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be next level. Well, that would be next level for sure. <laughs> I'm always a little nervous when she does this. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll just do three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And just for the viewers to know, I'm using the Osho Zen Tarot. I have about 50 decks at home. It's mm. a sickness. 
That's my addiction. Yeah. Um, I love this deck because I personally find traditional tarot decks to be ugly, scary, and nobody understands them anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this deck, the Osho Zen Tarot, is very good for mapping the subconscious. So the first card we get is the guidance card, mm. which suggests to me you've been working on listening to your intuition. I have been, you know. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So this is good. And ooh, you get the maturity card. Are you finding some things in your life are kind of going awry right now? Like off of course, like awry? Yeah, like- just shakeups, things you didn't the, expect. Yeah, that I sort think shakeups, yeah. Okay, so when you get the maturity card, this is um, uh, spiritual maturation. Mm-hmm. It's the character building stage. Right. Which we all love so much. <laughs> so the the universe is really cooperating with you. Here's the sense I have. You placed intent. You said, this is what I want to work on. Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah. And the universe is cooperating with you by pushing you up against some of your patterns by presenting you with situations that trigger those patterns. Okay. Yeah. So you can either go, really? Am I really having to deal with this again? Or you can go, okay, next layer of the onion. It's time to do this work. In every moment, the universe is giving me exactly what I need for me to walk my spiritual path and to grow. Okay. Okay. I like it. And the end result is the miser. Now, I know this looks like a really ugly kind of scary card. It does look a little scarier, Renita. <laughs> I actually see it as having positive connotations. Now, um, you can look at the book that comes with this and just go by what the book says. I tend not to do that. I tend, I can get like 50 different interpretations for a card, depending on who I'm reading and what I'm sensing it means for them. Mm -hmm. The sense I have with this card is you have a tendency when you get close to people to overgive. And this is like dial it back, save what you need for yourself. Don't commit to things that then you go, oh my God, I shouldn't have committed to that. It's too much. I've taken on too much. Does that make sense to you? Mm. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And where the overgiving might be is boundaries. Okay. So if there's somebody in your life who pushes those boundaries and demands more, if you're acquiescing just to keep the peace, you're losing energy. Mm. So this is about recognizing when you need to kind of check in with yourself and go, maybe I need to say no here, even if it's going to be uncomfortable, even if it's going to create some discomfort with the other person. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. It can even be with kids, mm-hmm. you know, just looking at times where you have to be specific or you have to make time for yourself that you don't always make. Mm. That's so crucial. Even if you have to get up earlier to take time, that's just for you when nobody else is going to make demands on you. Because mm-hmm. when I look at these three cards, I see something building for you. Mm-hmm. So I see you're listening to your intuition. You're getting into some deep spiritual work. Um, but this is all about the resources making sure if you're doing work on yourself, you have the money and the time and the energy set aside to take that deep dive. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'm picking up with this is um, with finances, what are your values? Where does your money go? Does it go towards the things that are deeply important to you or does it go towards things that are less important? So Mm -hmm. sort of rejigging what you're doing in terms of once you place intent You want to look at who am I spending time with? What am I doing? What am I thinking about? Is it moving me toward that intent or is it anchoring me to the past? Right. Is that all making sense to you now? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Any questions? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it is saying 
you are heading in the right direction, but you're going to need the energy for it. Right. So mind your energy and money is concentrated personal energy. Mind your energy on all levels. Okay. Got it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Wow. I don't know. I'm not going to concentrate. Well, I don't have like a specific question. Right. right. I just, yeah, I just want to feel and see what... Kind of the cards. What's yeah? What will happen? Unless I don't like it, then start again. (laughs) Oh, must have picked the wrong card. (laughs) Whoops, that one didn't jump out. Okay, stop the podcast and let's do this again. Take two. (laughs) Take two. It's kind of the same Mm -hmm. as on you know you play those games on um, on Facebook. You can mm-hmm. click on what does your name mean and it gives you the yeah. thing and then it's like, oh, you don't like what you read. You do it again. Let's try again. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Um, I'm also picking up something else though as well for you, Alex. And it's um, with the last card, you might be going on a retreat of some kind. You might be taking some time for yourself. I feel like you're building toward a really significant internal shift. So I can see you taking some time to really just step off the merry-go-round and give yourself that. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Okay, we have the healing card. <laughs> well, that seems pretty self-explanatory, yeah. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Really obvious you're working with some deep healing right mm-hmm. now. And the dream card. Mm-hmm. So with this card, you see a woman who's imagining her prince, whisking her off to her happy ever after. Mm-hmm. But she knows that's an illusion. She knows she's responsible for her happiness. Mm-hmm. So you're really taking responsibility for the work you're doing on Mm -hmm. yourself. And my sense is that has actually for you freed up a lot of where you would have gotten angry and stuck in the past. Mm -hmm. You're just going, whoa, hold on a sec. That's a waste of my energy. I want to turn inward and get curious and see what this is. This is stuff coming up for me I get to look at. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what's made you softer is you're externalizing less, you're internalizing more. You're going, not internalizing, but you're going inward and digging in Mm -hmm. and looking at what this is. A lot of times when people have anxiety, um, they're looking for something external to take it away. And I always see it as a signal that something inside of you is trying to get your attention. Same with anger. Mm -hmm. So if instead you go, okay, where in my body am I feeling this? Mm -hmm. What part of me is trying to get my attention? It's often a very young part. And you turn inward and work with that part. So much gets accomplished. And that's what I see you doing now. Mm -hmm. And the end result is you get to look at the next layer of the onion. (laughs) Where are there still some control issues? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And what I'm getting with that is look for areas of resistance. Mm -hmm. Because what we tend to do is we go, well, I'm doing the spiritual work, so I should be blissful and fine and la 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 about Mm -hmm. this. Instead of going, hold on, there's resistance. Mm -hmm. Every subconscious pattern we have is trying to protect us Mm -hmm. based on what was going on in our life at the time the pattern was created. So if there's resistance, you can say, thank you. 
I know you're trying to help me now. Um, but if you're going to come up and put up a wall here, you need to tell me why. Mm -hmm. So come all the way up, look out of my eyes, look around, observe the situation and either tell me why you're up or take a little vacation, Mm -hmm. take a little break. Right. Yeah. So that's the the main thing that I'm getting with this Mm -hmm. is, is that mine? I hope not. (laughs) I put it on do not disturb. (laughs) Nope. Okay. Okay. So, so that's, that's what I'm getting with this is mm-hmm. the control card is basically just saying, tap into your resistance, mm-hmm. be willing to look at it, work with it and um, take that pattern and lovingly support it to see mm-hmm. where it can take a vacation. Resistance eventually becomes discernment. Mm-hmm. The part of you that goes, there's something you need to pay attention to here. So don't push any of your patterns down. Let them come up and look at them. Mm-hmm. And you're doing great work. This is just the next layer of the onion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thank you. I have lots of layers, apparently. Let's <laughs> <laughs> one more, right? Just to add another, but yeah. It, yeah, but it is a constant work. Mm-hmm. I do find like you never stop working and healing and things will always be popping up but if you actually do the work and are curious and open mm-hmm. to figuring out you know where it's coming from mm-hmm. and you know kind of shifting your mindset i think you know the world's your oyster okay. for a happier life and you know yes and yeah. more meaningful um yeah, yeah vibrational yeah yeah i i think yeah. that you know when we get to the point where we stop trying to get a happy life Mm-hmm. And we instead go for a life of meaning. Yeah. We end up happier because it's when you um, when you go, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Then in the moments you aren't, you think life isn't going well. Mm-hmm. But when you say, I want a life of meaning, then even the most challenging situations, you go, oh, there's, there's meaning here. Mm-hmm. I'm growing. I'm learning. This is valuable. Mm-hmm. Then you're still enjoying your life because you mm-hmm. stopped attaching to just being happy. Mm-hmm. Happy is really limited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when you go to see a really good movie and you laugh and you cry and there's tense moments, you come up feeling so satisfied because mm-hmm. you felt everything. That's what a good life is like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You feel all, all the emotions. emotions. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, well, well, thank you, Benita. That was yeah, amazing. That was, I can't believe it's time. I know. <laughs> That time. Uh, so, yeah. Do you have any questions? Um, I mean, <laughs> I guess like what I want to know, Benita, or and I was hoping rapid fire to you to ask here for people is, you know, if you could go back to say, and maybe this isn't a younger version of yourself mm-hmm. or something you would kind of would tell yourself in terms of like a spiritual journey, whether it be something like, you know, go easy on yourself or mm-hmm. any word of wisdom to a younger sort of self, what would it be? Well, Alex, you actually touched on it right there. I think we tend to be really hard on ourselves. So if you think about it, you've got, what are we all here to do but wake up before we die? Mm-hmm. He's come as conscious as possible. But what we tend to do is play whack-a-mole with those child parts of us, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, oh, here you are all angry and insecure and upset. Well, just deal with it because I want to move on with my life. Mm-hmm. And then that part has to not only work up the energy to come back to the surface, it has to work up an ability to trust us. Mm-hmm. So gently as she goes, be kind to yourself, be loving. Um, if you think about how you treat your kids, if they're sad or they're angry or they're struggling, you lovingly support them. Your inner children need the same thing. 
we all operate better through loving encouragement Mm -hmm. rather than being judgmental of ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we want our fields to expand, well, they contract when we turn inward and we're angry at ourselves. But when we can forgive ourselves, we open and we expand and we're actually of more good to other people Mm -hmm. than when we're Mm self-deprecating. Right. (laughs) And is there any, um, like as you did or have done in the past, like, parts work is there one age that like really that you're like oh my goodness like really surprised you or and part of you that came out I mean all parts are surprising I'm sure but you were like a really particularly funny part or anything that stuck sticks out to you as one that you were like oh this is well you know it's funny I remember um I, I have my own mentor who's been my mentor for several decades now and we were in Vancouver one day and I was very much in my masculine like I had on a black shoulder to floor trench coat. I looked like I was in the matrix. I was yeah. always missing was the sunglasses and the Uzi. Nice. You know? And I grabbed this polka dot frilly umbrella because I need an umbrella. And he looked at me and said, what part of you just bought that umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> I was just discovering my softer oh, side. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. Well, amazing. And I know um, we have this on our last episode with you, but if you could remind everyone, you have a new Instagram actually. So where can people find you? Um, Benita K. Hutchson, that's K-A-Y mm-hmm. on YouTube. And uh, I do, you know, post them on my Facebook as well. And so, yeah, I've, I've sat down one day and I wrote down 50 titles. And so I have uh, five areas of interest and 10 videos each. Been making them since the beginning of the year. So there's bound to be something in there people will find interesting. Amazing. <laughs> so Benita K. Hutchson. Hutchson is H-O-D-G-S-O-N. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming back. We <laughs> yeah, love talking to you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for Until next me. time. Until next time. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye.